All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another Pro Football Doc Sports Injury Central podcast. This is the tail end of week five, Monday Night Football still to go. Week six implications and rundown are here. We've got Jacob here and Taylor and Justin in the wings, our producer. And um, one of the things we try and do is we don't rehearse anything on the podcast because there's always so much to talk about and we don't want it to be scripted but remember what he said before and i don't know where you're going to lead us on the podcast jacob but remember what we said before is that during covid concussions fell off the landscape well no more covid has fallen off the landscape and it's concussions 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 again that is the focus of everyone you know of course there's always other injuries and so forth so i'm sure you will get into that some but uh where do you want to go first, Jacob? Let's do it. Yeah, everything on Twitter that's not the Draymond punch is uh, concussions, so we might as well <laughs> stick with concussions. <laughs> There's probably a lot we could say on the Draymond punch, but not worth getting into. That Draymond punch, I mean, how'd they get the video, man? That's pretty... <laughs> we we <Yeah>. know why. <laughs> someone Mon- someone investing intern, in yeah. themselves short-term, not long-term. <laughs> no longer with the Warriors, you can guarantee, but... Oh, that's a long-term investment. Some, yeah, that's <laughs> some uh, intern cashed out to TMZ. <laughs> Well, that's where video is powerful, right? I mean, the, the, if it were just the story of of uh, the punch, it wouldn't be the same as the punch. Well, they could spin it with, with just a story, but you can't spin a video. Yeah, I mean, if you really go back in history, right, the NFL with the domestic violence, Ray Rice had a minimal penalty until that elevator video showed up, and mm-hmm. then he was out of the league, never came back. I mean, I'm not saying right, wrong, or indifferent. I'm just saying video is powerful. Uh, not just for injury analysis. No, just kidding. <laughs> he took a self-imposed timeout too. Um, they didn't really want to suspend him, but now Green is stepping away from the team. That he said. So he said he'll probably be back for the season opener. Which They're is still going to yeah. suspend him. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to, right? Unless they trade him the Lakers, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll get into basketball. Hey, our baseball coverage has done pretty well, guys. So before you get into football, uh, uh, look, not saying that this is the only reason, but. Four for four in the wild card series, right? The healthier team won. Two of the teams that were underdogs, road games, swept. Phillies, that was a big Phillies. Yep. Yeah, Sorry. Of course, yep. you have <laughs> to the one you care about. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Seattle at Toronto. Cleveland was a favorite. They swept. They were at home. They're the healthiest But they were the healthier team. Yep. And, and our Padres. They won two to one against the Mets. They were the healthier team on the road. So right. if you would have just taken money line there, you and for all three of those or all four of those, you'd be pretty good. Now, anyways, and and you, I know you guys are working on, and we're working on with the baseball docs uh, the next thing, but just touching on that a little bit. Back to football. Let's go football conversation. Um, Didn't think we'd see Skylar Thompson in Week Five for the Dolphins, but here we are. You know, every how, every minor knock is a. Uh, a whole ordeal for the Dolphins these days. Okay. Look, I'm an orthopedist. I'm not a head, head injury specialist. But in my time in the NFL is when the concussion things blossom. And uh, traumatic brain injury and CTE and the start of all the protocols. I mean, I was there before there were sideline videos, before there was monitoring, before there was eyes in the sky, before there was a UNC. Now, I was all there during all of that, too, but I was there before it. And um, a lot of changes. 
just as an observer, first of all, how about this for the irony of all ironies? Tua, that situation with the Dolphins, starts this whole controversy. The investigation happens. They found no malfeasance, and we'll talk about that later. But the, quote, new protocol, which, by the way, I don't think is really new at all. Ataxia was always something that you would rule people out. Mm -hmm. The only thing they're saying now is if you have true ataxia, you were always ruled out. And apparently a spotter at the stadium saw ataxia. And that, that's the gross motor instability, the wobbly. Yeah, because I think they're just throwing big words at people saying, oh, we know what we're talking about, ataxia. But I, I don't know what ataxia is. We deal with it every day, so. I think the NFL is trying to do the right thing and the NFLPA. I'm not hating on anyone, but there's really nothing very different in this protocol. There's nothing different in this protocol that isn't already happening due to increased scrutiny. All the protocol says is a taxi and you're ruled out. But the back interpretation is you can't assign the gross motor instability to another cause. And that's what happened to Tua. They didn't write that in the protocol. They're just telling people on the back end, this is how you interpret it. Right. So it really hasn't changed. And that's not a knock. But it has changed. Naim Hines on Thursday was ruled out. And the Red Hat didn't even go into the locker room with him because there was no need because they saw some posturing. Mm -hmm. And that was before the official concussion protocol change. And did you notice something else? Did Shaq Leonard return to play after his concussion? Nope. Did Brian Hoyer? He actually went on IR. Yeah, on IR, yep. Did any player in the NFL since Tua return to play in one week? Not no. That, not that we've, not seen, that we've seen. Prior to that, 50% of people, as we tracked them, returned to play the next week. The scrutiny's already there. Mm -hmm. But the irony is because... The new protocol and Teddy Bridgewater quote passed everything but that visual sign test. He got pulled out of the game, and so once again, Dolphins. Which brings up the other question, and we made a different video and article already. I believe that two is the starting quarterback this week. You can't put Teddy in; he just got the concussion, and if the investigation found no wrongdoing, meaning implying that he didn't have a concussion that first game. Now, I know you both and the three of you all think he had a concussion, and that's what the world thinks. I get it. But if the Dolphins and the NFL and the investigation don't show it, Tua is more likely to be returned this week than Teddy. I mean, are they really going to try and stick with Skylar Thompson? I mean, they're going to try not to. They right? want to win. They need to win. Yeah. They need to win. They're in a And that's not the the end-all be-all, but they're going to say, look, you even did an investigation and you didn't find any wrongdoing. You didn't establish that he for sure had a concussion that first time. So this isn't the second one. So if Tua passes the protocol, there's no reason for us to keep him out. I think that's where it's – now, I think that's where the team is going to be. Will the new UNC or – it still could be the old one – because there's a panel of them, they just removed one. Are they going to sign off is the question. It's not a guarantee, but I think if, look, Prop 27 hasn't passed, we're not, I'm not betting on anything, but 
if I were a betting man, I'd say Tua is the most likely starter this week for the Dolphins, not Teddy. I know we covered it a little bit, but I think to the layman, the way that looked with Tua and the fencing response and getting taken on on the stretcher, they expected that he's gone for months, if not the season. Why Why in two weeks is he able to play? Is he at risk for another concussion? Is there any further damage that could be done from him well, playing? good question. Look, not all concussions are the same. And any concussion without the fencing or posturing or with, you're at higher risk for further head injury concussions. And is he at higher risk than a quarterback that didn't have a single concussion? I think the answer is yes. Now, if you want to remove that risk, you should probably rule out everyone for a season with the first concussion. I'm not saying right or wrong, but look, I'm not trying to finger point, and I don't like finger pointing, but realistic fixes. You can jury-rig the concussion protocol all you want. A, the only way to rule out everyone and keep everyone as safe as possible is to rule out a lot of healthy people. The only way to keep every, quote, criminal off the streets is to convict some innocent people. Mm -hmm. Okay? The only way to be perfect in concussions and not allow anyone back is to rule out some people who don't have concussions. Right. Now, there's an unintended effect. I mean, look, in that Thursday night game, there were a couple of buzz downs that didn't happen to seem to affect the outcome of the game, but the, it easily the could. Rust, I was going to bring that the Russ yeah. one. They were looking at the video for like 20 minutes, There's, right? there's like eight people looking at that video. Yeah. Is that normal? Yeah, I don't think no. so. Does that, does that happen yeah. in a pre, pre-Tua world? No, and, and that's where the attention span, that's where the eyes are. Right. So it's already changed. But here's my point, and we've talked about it a little bit. Until players and joe burrow last week said you know i played two games i don't remember the second half and kind of nonchalant about it and alex smith is who's known for quote losing his job for self-reporting a concussion right. says yeah i self-reported that week when i still had a headache mm -hmm. but i finished the game with the concussion yep. since so much of the testing is based on symptoms it's admitting the symptoms and if you're hiding the symptoms or you can say you're concussed and they didn't know they were hiding it at the time. Right. But by the words of Alex Smith and by the words of Joe Burrow, and I'm, I like both of them. I'm not hating on them. They weren't apologetic for that. They weren't saying I didn't realize that I was hiding and I shouldn't have been doing it. But the fact was that Burrow said that's what he signed up for. He said this is what we signed up. Burrow saying yeah. I'm doing it again. Yeah. Is yeah. basically yeah, exactly what he's saying. What he said. Yep. So <laughs> until that attitude changes, and I don't know how to change it. Look, we've come a long way. Um, I was there when we started pulling guys for concussions and they stared at us. And I told the story about a a, a player that wanted to punch my doctor. Because mm -hmm. he wanted to go right back out <laughs> he there. He wanted yep. to go back in. And, yep. and, and, and he literally said, I, 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 I want to punch you right now. And the, the doctor was a little afraid. Security, who bring security in? <laughs> uh, it was a big, yeah. big boy. But anyways, you got to work on that side too, right? I mean, it's not just the... The, the doctoring protocol side. but I do want to have a question real quick. So if Skyler does play this week, is I know this, I know it's head injury. We we're trying to, is it playing it too safe for not, for sitting too out? Because if he's clearing all the protocols and he's completely ready to go, he's not, you know, had no headaches coming in. 
shouldn't he should be out there okay i said this before but i'll repeat it here since we're talking about yeah. it it's a thankless job what's too safe and what's okay if you take a player out right before he has symptoms and whether it's the exertion or another routine blocking play and you take him out at the exact right time mm -hmm. before he has those symptoms he and the public and the fans and the coaches are mad at you because you didn't need to take him out because the player says, I'm fine. You did it for no reason. But it was, but it was actually yeah. perfect. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you let a guy back in who has no symptoms, no ataxia, no nothing else, but did take a hit, think of that T. Higgins one. I'm not saying it happened to T. Higgins, but we mm -hmm. all saw that one. And you put him back in because he cleared everything. But he just naturally has a headache at halftime. Cameron break. Yep. Or the next day, you're a bad guy. You didn't do what you were supposed that, to do. That's that how Alec, did you not Pierce see it? Yeah. Alec Pierce happened the Colts. He got crushed up in the middle. He returned to the game. He came back on Monday and said, I got I got a headache right now. And he you, missed. You, yeah. you guys are tired of my analogies, I know, because I make them <laughs> all the time. But when I was in the NFL, I told people, you're asking the doctor. And it wasn't me making the concussion judgments. I was just the head team physician. I was in charge of supervising it, but I wasn't making the calls. You're asking that doctor to tell you the temperature of the porridge an hour later by looking at it. You can't taste it. Mm -hmm. You can't touch the bowl. You can't touch the porridge. By looking at it, you're trying to figure out the temperature of the porridge an hour later. And one degree too hot, and you're criticized. And one degree too cold, and you're criticized. Mm -hmm. It's a tough job. I'm not excuse making. Look, I said live time. I thought Tua would not return that Sunday based on what happened in here, and he did. I'm not calling the question the investigation or the doctors because they examined it. But yes, visually, I'm with most of the world. I thought he would be out, but it's just, it's just not that simple. Uh, you know, and we know the Edelman rule where he ran off the concussion in right. the Super Bowl and the whole thing. So, anyways, let's get talk about uh, before we get to talk about other things. Chris Olave, right? Quick rule out. He's not playing this. Yeah, I want to. I want to touch on Fryermuth because he's the interesting one. Three concussions in two seasons. Two back. Two within a month of each other last year, and then this one's the first one of the year. Do you remember what week last year? It was. I remember it was late was, November and then mid December. So yep. it's actually three concussions in one calendar You're year. Correct. Yep. It's two seasons, but three within one calendar year. That's the first thing I was scared of when I saw right. that. I was like, "That's three. Like I remember when we were writing that. So that's why we tweeted out, "Like, not all concussions are the same. We got to examine him and whatever." He, a, he's not playing next week. That's for sure. But I think there has to be a long-term discussion. Like a two-week. It can't just be a one-week. Oh. Or three. Yeah, yeah. Maybe longer than that, okay. right? I mean, I'm not trying to say for sure he's done. I'm not trying to impose our will. I'm not trying to dictate to him or his doctors. But I think it would be malpractice if you didn't have the discussion because this is three in one calendar year. This is a room that has this medical stuff right there. So it should, it should, like you said, the, it should be a this, conversation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> caution, caution, caution. And there should be a big picture discussion with the young man. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to take away his dream of playing. I'm not trying to, I'm just saying that has to be a talking point, a part of the decision in returning him and informed consent. And maybe even, 
enforcing a period of rest you know i mean he's super talented like a top like three rounder they they want him it's not like you know a bench player or like a 1b tight end this is something that you know i mean you know it's it's a tough thing you know going back to the porridge you don't want to be too aggressive or not aggressive enough too hot too cold i mean maybe the safest thing for him if you're splitting the baby on the compromise right is to not have him play the rest of the season and, and look at it again next year if he's really dying to play. I mean, you, you know what I mean? If you're trying to be the safest. This is past football kind of I'm thing. I'm not, yeah. you know, let's let his doctors figure it out. But this is a big deal. It's a touchy yeah, situation. It's a big deal yeah. uh, for Firemuth. Yeah, it's interesting when they come just three in a row like that. It's just unfortunate circumstances for, for a guy that's always in the firing line too, catching over the middle, blocking the line scrimmage, all that stuff. Uh Coach Speak only got got one. Maybe we have uh, some other ones that come up, pop up today. But uh, Pete Carroll struck me with the Rashad Penny injury. Uh, you know, San Diego State, great. So that one hurt extra extra <laughs> yes, good for me. But uh, Pete Carroll usually is the the Pollyanna, as you term him, just Mister Mister Brightside, Mister Optimism with any injury. But he came right out and said Penny's injury is bad. We feel bad for him, and came out that his uh, fractured tibia first of all, and then corrected well, to fibula. From that port, and then uh, yeah, well, it's gonna be yeah. season. Why you gotta call out Ian like that? <laughs> I told him to. <laughs> I, said, I said Jacob, call him, him out. 50, 50 shot. <laughs> yeah, call him out. Why no, not? No, yeah. no. Let, let me let me explain that. Yeah. Ian, I got your back here. Okay, look, <laughs> look, we did not know the specific injury. We knew it was his left ankle. Right, it was blocked. It was blocked. But it was. We only saw a sideline view, and he was on the opposite sideline, so a blocker was in the way. Right. He clearly grabbed at his ankle. We didn't know what it was. Uh, and Ian, who's honest in his reporting, said tibia. Look, yeah, probably. Look, there's a big difference medically. Like, you can jump on something. Tibia, that's the big main bone versus the fibula. We said if it's a tibia fracture, whether he needs surgery or not, his season is done. And with Coach Speak from Coach Carroll, he's always on the optimistic side, mm -hmm. right? The guy's ready to go, ready to go. So when he says it's serious, it's very serious. And when he says it's serious, <laughs> yeah. it's serious, right? Yeah. And so... We said with the tibia, he's out for the season, surgery or not. So you might say fibula, the smaller bone, big difference. But he's still out for the season okay. because fibula with the smaller bone, yes, it's a non-weight-bearing bone, but he's going to have associated ligament damage. Okay. That is a high ankle fracture dislocation type injury. That's Dak Prescott. That's Trey Lance. Without That's the sticking, yeah. Garrett Bowles. Garrett Bowles. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. So – He's still out for the season. Surgery, because you watch, the next report will say, fibula, associated ligament damage, surgery, mm -hmm. out for the season. So it's the same net effect. So, uh, look, Rapsheet got that very quickly. I'm assuming he's he only got had it yeah. from the agent or yeah. something. The agent's like sitting at home. He's not at the game. He's he's non-medical. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's one of those. It's it's one of those fibula or tibula bones or something. <laughs> you know, I mean, and yep. it's bad. The information in the end is the all same, that matters. Yeah. Technicality. I mean, right. Uh, it's okay. Rapport's gonna get nine out of ten. That's just the one. You just was what agents speak. Yeah. I mean, I respect all yeah. the. The reporters, beat reporters, and big national guys, Ian, yeah. Mike Garfalo, Tom Pelissaro, Adam Schefter. Yeah, I mean, trusty sources. I mean, and you know, I won't say which reporter, but one of the big boy reporters once told me, "I'm never wrong. My source might be wrong, 
but I'm never wrong. I oh, I gotta, that. I gotta bite my tongue. I won't, I won't, yeah, I won't yeah, attribute yeah. that to to any particular. I know you person. too long. I know. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. I was like, okay. I mean, uh, <laughs> we got to work around. Uh, I mean, we should use that. Uh, uh, I'm not wrong. The video was yeah, wrong. The video <laughs> <lied>. <laughs> yeah, video lied. Yeah, but we're we're pretty open about we're just impressions and Absolutely. you know and yeah. from afar. So it is what it is. You brought up some uh, some Panthers coach speak, but I said they don't have a coach to speak anymore, so I don't I don't know if that qualifies. <laughs> yeah, team speak, team speak. Baker yeah. Mayfield apparently has a high ankle sprain. I know Coach Wilkes. <laughs> he's yeah. A, yeah, he's a good man. Mm-hmm. I know I've talked to him before uh, and texted with him and 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 whatever. Um, well, it's good he got the opportunity too because he was part of the um, Flores, um, you know, debacle with the Miami stuff. He was one of the names that was helping out that lawsuit. So, oh, I forgot about yeah, that. So, yeah, know. yeah. So he's part. Of, yeah, so it's good that he's getting an opportunity. Well, I yeah. think it's good he's getting an opportunity because his other opportunity in Arizona, I don't think, was a fair shot. It was like helping Cliff maybe, and once they didn't really need help, I guess they just shot him, you know, because they always need someone to like. No, no, he was head coach. Oh, okay. He was for before. the Cardinals, oh, yes, right but we yeah, had a very yeah, short yeah, yeah. tenure, and I don't know that he got a full. He didn't. Yeah. But whatever. Uh, bottom line is, I think everyone saw this coming, and Matt Rule will be fine. He's got forty million guaranteed. He'll go back. Baker to said he what, didn't see it coming. They just talked to him right now, and he's like, "Oh, I, I was surprised that he got fired." Still in the boot, too, by the way. But yeah, what, what's Baker going to say? You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's got to stick to stuff on the field and, For sure. and progressive insurance. Uh, <laughs> um, the you know, those commercials went away, huh? Oh yeah, yeah, they did. Um, the second he left Cleveland, those were gone. Yeah. <laughs> so um, let's think about this. Coach speak here. I think Baker Mayfield can play this week. I'm not sure he will, right? And that's a little bit coach speak. And here's why. Baker Mayfield heard it. Was it the first or second quarter? I think it was the second quarter. Second quarter, yep. Continued to play. Mm-hmm. And then left, didn't finish the game, but that was the score. Correct. You could argue who's getting more sore. A boot, that doesn't mean anything. And everyone's like, oh, high ankle. He's going to miss weeks. He's going to miss weeks. I get it. Sam Darnold's missed a lot of time. They're, with the they're saying he's still several weeks away, so it's going to be a P.J. Walker game. XFL, yeah. I get they're saying that. Yeah. Well, who else had a high ankle sprain and played in, in one last week and is a quarterback? Are we talking about Daniel Jones? Daniel <laughs> Jones. <laughs> and ran he, eight times. And <laughs> ran the ball eight times and led his team to victory. Well, part of that is, was Daniel Jones 100%? No way. You could see him favoring it. Right. But no Teddy Bridgewater. Sorry, no Tyrod Taylor. Correct, yeah. Did you really want to go Davis Webb or is an 80% Daniel Jones? And that's what they, they made the clear choice, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, this is where we say coach speak a little bit. I mean, team speak. Look, Baker Mayfield played from a second quarter injury to the fourth quarter. Clearly, Daniel Jones was not 100%, but he was a better option than Davis Webb. And he played well enough to win. Right. Clearly, there's a leak in the building to say high ankle sprain and be so specific he's weeks away. To me, that's a modification of coach speak. I'm not saying it's Coach Wilkes, but someone in the building, you know, it's spin. And that's what Coach speaking is. Who's ever speaking or leaking in spin? I think they want to change. I think maybe they're saying P.J. Walker, because I don't think Sam Darnold's uh, window's been open, is ready. They'd rather have a healthy P.J. Walker than a Baker and maybe just a timeout to rest. And I'm not saying they're done forever with Baker. We talked about here before, hiding behind health. Jimmy G had a high ankle that I thought the 49ers are hiding behind health on. And then 
they traded for those those three first round picks and to get, Lance, to yeah. get Trey Lance, mm-hmm. right? And so I think there's some of that here. Daniel Jones played with a high ankle sprain. Now maybe Baker's more significant, but he played two additional quarters with it. So maybe there's more swelling, like we'll Mac see. Jones stuff. There, it's not as bad as that, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. not all high ankles. That's the biggest fallacy. Yeah, okay. In general, high ankle sprains are worse than low ankle sprains, but a bad high ankle, bad low ankle sprain is worse than a mild high ankle sprain. Okay. So yeah, they're not all the same. Yeah. So I mean, everyone's on to the high ankle. Oh my gosh, yep. you know, or he's done three games, four games, yeah, or more. I mean, right. look, the bad ones are season, yep. right? The bad Bounds ones of all the fracture. Yeah, yeah. Yes. the yep. mild ones. Look at Daniel Jones, mm-hmm. tough guy. He toughed it out, less than hundred percent. I want to ask about that a little bit. We talked, touched on with Trey Lance in a couple of podcasts ago, but running Daniel Jones 10 times on a bad ankle, is that what, what do you make of that? Is that Daniel Jones agreeing with Dable on that? I know he's a gamer. He went out there and played, but is that a smart from a coaching standpoint? I know they got the win. That's the main goal. It's super smart right now. Yeah. <laughs> it, looks, it looks real good. <laughs> he's got- right? I mean, I mean, think of it this way. Was it smart to go for it on that fourth down or kick the field goal? Well, if you won, it was smart. If <laughs> yeah. he didn't win, it was dumb. I mean, remember when they won? When they uh, won that, you know, they get the two point to win the game. Yeah, it would have been dumb if they didn't get it, but he won when they got it. So. Right now, it's very smart, <laughs> right? right? And, and and looking back, Kyle Shanahan was dumb to run run Trey Lance, right? Because he got hurt. Because he got hurt. Daniel Jones didn't get hurt. They won. It's super smart, yep. but that's not how you need to judge that. I mean, yeah. there's risks involved in every decision. Risk reward. In terms of what it is, but uh, you know, a player isn't saying I'm not going to do that. And I told the story before. Once the players on the field, all the talk before the game. Okay, we're not going to run you. Don't run him. Yeah. We got to protect him. Get rid of the ball. Don't you know this, that, the other. But once you're in the game, all that's out the window. We I talked think eight about of those it. runs were in the second half. Yeah, well, one drive he ran four times yeah. in a row. <laughs> yes. and, and what do we say? We thought he wouldn't run as much. And we question how effective because over half of his game is running. Right. And the first half, the Packers were winning in quite a bit. Yep. And he didn't run. And the second half, his running changed the game. So that's why he's effective. So that's, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So there you go. I mean, uh, a couple of things that came out from last game Uh, T. Higgins has an ankle sprain um, from his coach. He's day to day. And then Jonah Williams said he had a little issue. He had an MCL sprain, is what the coach said day to day as well. He came back. Back and played, played the whole second, second half. half. Yep. T. Higgins, I saw he was trying to get separation on the line and didn't. He was hopping yeah, around. The first he quarter, he played like eight to ten snaps. He was all over the place in the second quarter. He, didn't they, do he wasn't playing anything, yeah. and they kind of well, yeah. Yeah, T. Higgins. Turn. You know, um, good news is, look, I don't think it's significant, but next week is in serious question. I mean, you know, you're not going to put him back out there again and use the roster spot and have that happen again. Jonah Williams, MCL is a good result. I mean, uh, he's the anchor on that line, and the Bengals' line's not great. And uh, it's great that he was able to come back in some. So Higgins tough, came tough in the guy. game with an ankle injury. He was questionable. So right. maybe it might have been a reaggravation. So that's like you said, I mean. that's why you think it might be a worse. That's yeah, why yeah, yeah. Yeah, the team's not doing that twice in a row, yeah, I don't right. think. They try, yeah, you're right. Yep. And they're going to make sure this time. Another um, big one that came out of that game was Marcus Williams. I think he leads the Ravens in takeaways. Three picks uh, this year. Yep. Yeah, dislocated wrist. Uh, what's his timeline for a turn? Another Ravens injury. They're the lowest six score of the, they of get, the year. Keep getting lower. Keep, keep hey, going. they got Ronnie and Stanley and back, sort of. <laughs> two and third it, snaps, he was not there. And they keep so. winning. <laughs> but one third Ronnie Stanley, somewhat is better than True. zero He's Ronnie Stanley. He's an all-pro left tackle. And, so, yeah. and they moved Macari around. Yeah, And look, 
I could argue that was the difference between winning the game. It was a close game. I mean, the uh, Bengals covered, but not having Ron Stanley might have been the difference. But on the dislocated wrist, so depends. Not all dislocations are the same. Mm-hmm. Is there associated fracture? There is a range. What's the range? Season. Surgery is likely because you tear ligaments too. Okay. Season or next week. Now you're going to laugh. <laughs> uh, that's, like a, that's like a plumber. I'm going to be here 12 to 6. <laughs> well, the question is, how much damage and can he play with the cast? And here's why I'll say this. My expectation is he's going to miss a significant chunk of time. What did Harbaugh say exactly? He said it was serious, or he, he alluded to that. Do, do we trust Harbaugh? Yeah, sure. yeah I, was about, I almost didn't say it, yeah. <laughs> There's your coach. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look it up. You can look it up. Look up the year Brian Urlacher dislocated his wrist. It was the same year that Sean Merriman dislocated his wrist. Urlacher, I know nothing about personally, even though I worked for the Bears a little bit back when. He was out for the season, and I believe is a week one injury. This is off of memory. The same year, Sean Merriman. You're talking about Urlacher? Yes, it was week one. Good job. Week yes. one, what yep. year? Um, 2009. Same year, Sean Merriman. Mm-hmm. Dislocate. I can talk about this. Sean's been on the podcast. He's given me permission, so it's not HIPAA. Against the New York Jets, whatever week that was, 2009. He comes off the field after a great goal line stand. And just holds up his wrist and shows me. I'm like, oh shit, when'd you do that? <laughs> you know, this is the end of the game. It was a goal line stand to win the game. Yeah, yeah. Look up the score. Make yeah. sure my memory is good. 2009 <laughs> in New York. And I was like, Sean, you dislocated your wrist. Lunate bone sticking in your palm. We got to get this back in. If we don't get this back in, we got to take you to surgery now in New York to do this. He goes, I'm flying home. Get it back in. <laughs> we put it back in in the locker room. And uh, my brother, he's a hand surgeon. He was at UCSD at the time. James Chow said, "What he said, help me out with this." He said, "Here you go." And he says, "He can't play." I said, "Like you can play in a cast." He goes, "Yeah, but you're going to need surgery and pins." And, he, and what about the wound? And I said, "Well, what if we do pins?" Wound. He goes, "Yeah, but the pins will move in the cast. You can't." I said, "What about threaded pins?" He goes, well, we're going to need to take those out. I was like, he don't care. He'll take them out in a few (laughs) weeks. I mean, and indeed, even though Sean Merriman finished the goal line stand and we won that game against the Jets, we got the bone back in. We did surgery the next morning. Look it up. He played the next week in a cast. Wow. Merriman's beast. Mm -hmm. And uh, informed consent and the whole deal and some brotherly love there. But... That's why I say there's a range. Yeah. And 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 look, maybe Erlacher had an associated fracture where he couldn't. He had maybe. pins and everything, yeah. Well, Sean yeah. Merriman had pins. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I say, yeah. They said he had multiple pins inserted a cast for 11 to 12 weeks. Yes. Like yes. Well, yeah. we, we put in bigger pins that were threaded, that wouldn't move, that were buried, that we'll know we'll take out. And Sean said, I'm playing. Let's. What can we do? And so that's why I gave you the range. I wasn't trying to. Uh, whatever. Not, not what was, what was the score of that Jets game? And there was a goal line stand at the end. I want to make sure my <laughs> my old memory isn't failing me. And it was 2009, I'll bet you. It was the same year as Urlacher. 2009, he missed two games. So the game before was the Kansas City, though, when he missed. So are you sure it was New York? If it was, it might not be 2009. That would have been the next year, 2010. Okay. Yeah, okay. Jets. It was Jets. Definitely okay. Jets. Yep. 
It was Jets. It might have been 2000. I was comparing to her locker. No, yeah, yeah, 2009. Yeah. So 2010. So my memory failed me a little bit. I thought it was no, the same good. year. I knew it was week one, Urlacher. There you go. That, right? no, that was, I said good job. I was impressed on that one for sure. <laughs> um, anyways, Taylor will chime in yeah. when he when he finds out. Yeah. What else we got here? One other topic I just wanted. Uh, it's Every time we post a story and it's on turf or grass, everyone makes a note. I mean, Kurt Kittle said, I don't know why we have different playing services on different stadiums every week. Turf versus grass, how much of a deal is it when it comes to injuries and preventing injuries? And I think we talked last week about why why the owners choose it. Yeah. Um, first of all, I'm, I mean, Taylor, you're slipping. You're easier like you two seconds. You find yeah. everything. No, I know. I'm not finding it right now, which is crazy, actually. I'm so. It I was, know it was Jets. What year was Merriman? We're gonna have to call in the backup researcher Ryan. Yeah, yeah backup researcher Ryan. Yeah. Um. Anyways, back to the turf argument. I get the turf argument, and you know Lewis sign on turf, and it's it's like a bad look for the NFL. Oh, the soccer players get to play on grass, and we're on. The <laughs> but turf. let's wheel that out and bring the turf in so the football players can play. Yeah. There are a lot of different reasons. Okay, but let me address. If the NFL wants to be as safe as possible, it should be grass fields. Done. Okay. And then what type of grass, right? You can get into not all grass fields are the same. Look, I can tell you in old Qualcomm Stadium, almost Murphy, but Jack Murphy, but Qualcomm, <laughs> when the Padres were still playing there before Petco, it was grass, but that thing was like concrete. That was baseball grass. That was rolling <laughs> yeah, grass. That wasn't, yeah, that wasn't football grass. It was still pretty hard. Turning it's singles up. into doubles grass. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that grass was different. Okay. So you can make the same argument. I mean, it's the same type of grass. I mean, if you want to take George Kittle's argument of why do we – not all grass is the same. Not all sport turf or gra- is the same either, right? Conditions. Not all climates are the same, yeah. Not all – weather look kickers are saying why can't i always kick indoors why do i get to deal with that wind <laughs> <Yeah>. you know <laughs> i mean i get that but yes grass is safer because less more slippage and this is why you know certain teams the greatest show on turf the saints recently dome quick surface quick cutting speed guys they get more of an advantage and look you could make it safer by legislating the type of turf shoes that you have. If you have poorer footing, there's less injuries. So you could legislate the shoes and keep the, the turf. But George Kittle makes an interesting point. Why is it all the same? First of all, my response would be not all grass fields are the same, George. I mean, look, it wasn't that long ago that there was baseball dirt in Oakland, right? And that was the last yeah. one, right? It wasn't that long it ago. It was the Giants. Okay, Giants, Jets, <laughs> close enough. I, well, I, I just had to do a little data points. Um, he had he had to sack to end the game. Eli Manning minus eleven. Uh, I was play by play everything. Yeah, the next game he didn't. Um, he just had to tackle, so obviously he was feeling it a little. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, okay. But so he did play. Yeah. So here's the right <laughs> yeah. wrong. I missed the year kind. I got Urlacher right. One I missed the year kind of year. Still 2009. Oh, 2009. Okay. So that's how you're good. So I got Urlacher. Yeah. Yeah. The same year. Yep. Player, you just I got New York. I didn't. You missed get... the team. That's all. And it was in the, in the Giants. So you're good. And Everything's right. Yes, he played the next week, but maybe not himself. So maybe yep. it's not. Well, it, it looks like it did affect him a little bit. He had a like a combo of five total sa- um, tackles in the last like seven games and no sacks since that. So I mean, wow. maybe it's like a little. Well, it's hard to play with cast. No yep. question. Yeah, but and, he's tough. So he's and I wasn't saying right? he's yeah. pain free. So uh, you yeah. know. Anyways, back to Kittle. Sorry. Yeah. Here's my, my work, yeah. here's my response to Kittle's comment. 
someone at 345 Park Avenue better be working on a sponsorship. Hey, every stadium will have this kind of feel. Yeah. I mean, that's a multi-million, that's a hundred million dollar sponsorship. And then you could say high schools and colleges, well, all this will be yep. the number one official field of the NFL. <laughs> I mean, George Kittle, brilliant. I mean, Jerry Jones is working on that already Absolutely. or somebody yep. is, right? I mean, have one company sponsor, and then you can have the same. He's field. got the stadium. Jones is like, make it mine, right? He's I mean, make the Dallas the one, right? I don't know. No, it's an interesting point. I mean, uh, look, you know, different conditions. I mean, look, it's playoff baseball right now. I'm sure there are hitters and pitchers saying, why can't the field dimensions be the same? Right? Why can't <laughs> or, the batter's eye be the same? Yeah. Or the batter's eye. Yankee, or stadium, whatever, yeah. Yankee stadium, I, right field is, you know, touching yeah. distance from that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Anyways, but I get Kittle's point. It's just there's a lot of things yeah. that 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 are different. Well, and they always focus on the negatives when people get hurt. It's not the positives of oh, it allows more cutting and yeah, less slippage, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's an easy fix: uh, change your shoes, legislate the shoes. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's get into the key injuries. Head into week nine or week week nine, week six, and then uh, we'll get to beast of the week. Russell Wilson uh, shoulder injury, dealing the partially torn lat. He Flew to LA for a PRP injection. They play Monday against the Chargers, so a little extra day rest. What's your take on the PRP and how that's going to affect them going forward? Yeah, there was a report that it's similar to Dak. That's why they're saying lat. My first reaction is very common to fly for surgeries. Very uncommon to fly for injection. The PRP, we do it here. Most doctors, I mean. Anybody on the Broncos uh, medical staff can do it. So there's more to that story. Okay. I mean, he clearly perhaps wanted a second opinion in person and then got the or something. Um, the rest of the Broncos, obviously, after that bad game, I don't think they got any days off. They were meeting and trying to fix their problems. Right. And Russ, you know, I get it, taking care of his shoulder. The question I have to ask, and since we're on a podcast, I'll ask it. And I don't know the answer to this. We evaluated his shoulder injury. We talked about it in articles. That Thursday game, he threw two bad, bad picks. Was that the shoulder or was that decision-making or was it scheme? I mean, that's up to judgment. So I guess my thing is... Oh, we're not supposed to answer that. Oh, okay. Uh, I was going to say it's 100% Wilson. He's just yeah, the offensive plane calling, maybe. I wouldn't say it's 100% Wilson. No? I mean... 90. (laughs) Okay, he's the trigger man, so he gets the blame, okay? But something's not jelly. Stephon Gilmore going underneath and grabbing that ball i mean that's okay. that was a good play you can't yeah. discount okay the play but, on that but okay since, can't throw it right since, to since him. this is an injury thing let me go injuries right this is just my personal opinion this is why i always say oh how many padded practices are too much should people play in the preseason or not play in the preseason how many, there's not a one-size-fit-all answer right mm-hmm. to me part of their mistake is here comes a new quarterback with a new head coach, a new offensive scheme, no one's used to each other, and they didn't play in the preseason. At all. I mean, maybe they could have worked through some of the adjustments and timing, and then, you know, they get injury issues, right? And uh, and uh, and Judy gets hurt and in bad timing. And, and look, we've you guys have done well playing some props off of that, right? Off of injury and, and, and different things. Right. That's why... You know, maybe he should have played in the preseason and, and like gotten some of these kinks out. But of course, then now there's injury risk, right? And so it, there's no one size fit all answer. But as far as Russell Wilson's shoulder is concerned, 
is it excuse making that this is now comes out after he has a bad game? Um, a little. Know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. If you believe that the shoulder injury is responsible for his bad play, you have to short Russell Wilson on Monday night against the Chargers. The PRP does not work that quickly. The injury he got the injection for this past weekend was from the previous Sunday, not the Thursday. Right. So PRP doesn't work immediately, especially the healing portion of it. So if you believe the shoulder excuse is real, and that's the reason. And he's going to get good all of a sudden then. That's not going to flip this week. Yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, what's what's interesting is if he turns it around this coming week in week six, it would be proof that the shoulder wasn't the issue. Yeah. <laughs> he might so need that, almost, yeah, Don't do it yet. Yeah. No, <laughs> I know, I'm not saying it. that, but I'm just saying that's the, that's the, and we've talked about that at the website, et cetera. Was it going to cost some practice time too as he wait, waits for the PRP to kick in? Yeah, it may. It already has because the Broncos have been there, right? I don't think they got extra days off. Right. I mean, a lot of teams get extra days off, but when right. you have that really bad game and the coach says, we're here to practice, you kind of say, yeah. yes, sir. Yeah. In the NFL, you you have to have one day off a week. It is traditional for coaches to allow for at least a long weekend when there is the Thursday game. And that's one of the hidden reasons where some players say, I'll play on Thursday if I can get the mini buy afterwards. I see. I mean, so as much as you hate having, you know, that pushed up, I mean, look, most people didn't, I mean, are you happy or glad to have your term paper due before winter break? I mean, some would say, yeah, yeah, depends on your personality. Unhappy because I want more time. And some would say, thank God, now I don't have to worry about it. I get a break. No, you're right. Yeah. So, that's kind of what happens. As much as players say they don't like the early Thursday games, they don't talk about the backside. They kind of like the extra on the back end. Yeah. And it's a mini buy. Uh, and I get the focus is on the game and injuries and what have you. But if you ask players, they, they don't mind that back end. But Denver didn't get it, right? Yeah. Russ Wilson got it. Denver didn't get it. Uh, another big uh, team injuries to track on into next week, Minnesota matchup against the Dolphins. Dolphins came out of it, um, lost to the Jets, pretty banged up. Teron Armstead tried to play through a toe, looked like it didn't go that well. Possible reaggravation, he's getting a second opinion. Tyreek Hill came out the quad. Quad didn't look as bad as we thought. I mean, we didn't have any video for practice, but he looked looked like kind well, of he, used himself. He, he got his catches, but he didn't. He wasn't explosive, right? right? He That's what we were like saying. He had a lot, he had that, if he had that many catches, yeah. he would have had a lot more yards. So he wasn't being explosive. Well, I mean, yeah. look, uh, you catch the ball and you have a quad, you can't accelerate and run away from people. And a lot game. of yeah. so if you take away his yak, I mean, mean, you got what you got. I mean, he didn't have his yak. I mean, um, he had seven catches for 47. Seven catches normally, he gets at least 80. It's an average day, yeah, yeah, but it's 80 90. It's yeah, not exactly 47. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and um, and then uh, Jalen Waddle with the groin still. Right. And we talked about two of them in deep play, but yeah, the Dolphins, but, but Tyreek got stepped on according to Mike, Dan- Mike McDaniels at the end of the game, left in a walking boot. You guys in your team, you didn't see it. We you went, went back to the game. Other video. Really we didn't see anything it. other than him getting trucked by Quentin Williams on that <laughs> that fumble. But yeah, well, it's Quentin Williams. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. So they've got some injury issues, but the 49ers are probably have it worst of all. Yeah, yeah. 49ers against the Falcons, who maybe without Kyle Pitts another week, Cordero's definitely missing. 
So that'll be an interesting. Marcus Williams was just placed on IR, so there's going to be no Sean Merriman game. Okay, <laughs> and it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, it's Sorry, gonna, so there's the four weeks and yep. for sure, mm-hmm. and then we'll see, and and the surgery announcement will come, yep. uh, etc. And then, uh, but yeah, Mo- Emmanuel Mosley confirmed torn ACL as as we saw in game. Um, the video didn't lie on that one, uh, but Bose is going to be the interesting one to track. They're they're trying to say growing tightness, but he didn't come back in the second half. Is that I mean. It worked for Michael Parsons, right? It did work for Michael we, Parsons. We didn't see the exact play when Michael Parsons got hurt, but we saw him kind of limp into the locker room and look to be done for the day, and then he came back and had the, the game-winning it's, strip strip sack. It's hard to play as an edge rusher with a groin. Uh, if you ask me this minute, I don't think Nick Bosa plays next week. Um, you know, um, He could ask his brother how to deal with it. His brother's dealing with a groin, too. Well, his brother oh. might have asked him how to deal with it. It's true, because he had it before. You're right, yes. <laughs> the Bosa's have the groins. Nick yeah. had surgery early in his college season. Ohio State, yeah. And, and even though there was a potential national championship, opted, and his dad spoke out for him, mm-hmm. opted to focus on the combine and the draft. It worked. He, you know, he got drafted where he needed yep. to get drafted. Yep. Uh, but he had surgery and, and could have maybe come back and didn't. Joey Bosa, growing brother, just had surgery mm-hmm. by the same doctor. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the same groin side as the previous sports yeah. hernia. Would it be worse muscle. or better if it was the same groin? Depends on the specifics. Okay. But it's hard to be an edge rusher and be effective. So I think Bosa's going to, Nick's going to miss a little bit of time here. And of course, Jimmy Ward just got back from hamstring, broke his hand. Yep. We talked about Samuels. Our in-game worry was correct. ACL. They already lost. Uh, um, mostly, mostly with ACL. Yeah. Mostly, yeah, mostly with the ACL. They already were without their two uh, uh, defensive tackles to start the game. Kinlaw and Armstead. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be a multi-week thing. And Al Shair. Uh, on IR. Yep. IR with the MCL. That's a lot. And, yeah. Uh, uh, Those are all starters too. All yeah, starters. on one side of the ball, and mm-hmm. then of course, uh, Trent Williams uh, still not there yet. But that's the offensive side. But right. that's a lot on the defense. That's a lot on the defense of the 49ers. And everyone's talking about how they were great on defense, but we'll see. And, they had and our field views yeah. and six scores will reflect it, I'm sure. Yeah, I, we'll be covering all those going into Week Six. I had one to add to this list: um, Dak Prescott. So this week they're going to be playing the Eagles. That's a massive matchup. Four and one Cowboys versus the five and zero Eagles. This will be five weeks this from will, surgery. This will be the yeah. We're past Jerry Jones' medical timeline. Now we go to the six score timeline. There's your coach <laughs> owner speak. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you, you see how the owner speak has morphed from yeah. we're not putting him on IR. He'll be back before four weeks. Cooper, Cooper, yeah. To four and zero with Cooper Rush, and yep. he can't grip the ball yet, and he's not ready. Right now, I'm still trying to work this out. It's just logistics. I think it would be great. Um, Norv Turner as head coach. Oh, your panel, yes. Yeah. yeah. He's yep. agreed. Rich Gannon as the quarterback. He's agreed. And Kerwin, I believe you said. Pat Kerwin yep. scheduling. I reached out to Mark Dominic. Okay. He'd be good. Like I think a, a GM, head coach, doctor, and player roundtable discussion of the points. Gannon could take on Dak and say, yeah, I can grip the ball. I can do this. Or here's my worries. The head coach would say, well, here's my perspective. Here's the GM perspective. And here's the doctor perspective. Right. But so I think it'd be a good discussion. Mm-hmm. Just logistics. I'll try and do it. I yeah, mean, yeah. everyone's schedule, uh, finding time, but here's the, here's my points on Dak. And I've been saying it for a while. 
Jerry Jones saying like his grip isn't strong enough to really grip and throw the ball. Let's say it is. That's not the be all end all to return. Right. Then it becomes um, can you have confidence in your thumb to not worry about the trash or helmets or hands or arms in front of you to keep your eyes downfield, which you need to, because you're worried if you fall through and hit your thumb, it'll hurt like crazy or re-break. Mm-hmm. The next thing, ball security. Everyone strips the ball and punches at it when the sack comes. Yep. Can you have ball security? It's a big question. And will you, when someone pulls at the ball, they're not going to say, oh, I'm going to avoid your thumb. They're going to just pull it, whatever they can get their hands on. Right. And then the re-injury question. Okay, you're winning with Cooper Rush. Now, I get it. The Eagles. That's the thing. That's yeah. the question. Yeah, yeah. So it's a risk-reward. And that's the discussion I want to give you all guys. Give you guys. It's not binary. And I get it. It's the Eagles. It's huge. The Eagles are undefeated. If they can beat the Eagles, they... That's what I mean. They, if they, they were two and the three, lead. it'd be different. Yeah. They take the lead, right? Yes. Because yeah. they get the tiebreaker, yep. right? At least for right now. Yeah. And then the other side would say, well, you're winning with Cooper Rush. But you beat the Rams 22 to 10. Right. Was it Cooper Rush? He threw 16 times. Okay. Yeah. Completed 10 of them for what, 102 yards? The defense won on that game. They scored, yeah. they scored six points in the second half. That's not winning games. Yeah. Well, they I mean, won. It, it is. They won. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but it's not winning. <laughs> Going forward, I don't think that's... But is that formula going to work against the yeah. Eagles? Yeah, yeah. As the question. I mean, yeah. the Eagles have been high-powered, yeah, right? Absolutely. And top, one of the top defenses. Absolutely. So to, to say that Dak has lost his job, I mean, that's they played the command. They played the Commanders the week before. Like, they're not playing elite team. This is the first time that they might need a non-Cooper quarterback. Right? And so it'll be an interesting decision-making process this right. week. But I think for fans to say, we don't need him because we have Cooper, that's... This is where Mike McCarthy... Or the Norv Turner, the head coach, is like, hey, I love Cooper Rush, but <laughs> Dak's different. I, I need more weapons. I yeah, need them, yeah. you know. And the the doctor's role is to say, here's the risks, and the head coach is going to say, yeah, I like Cooper Rush, but I, I I need him. I mean, he's different. He's a difference maker. This is the Eagles. I need him. I need the weapon. And the player is going to say. Yeah, I can or cannot do it, or this is my comfort level, and so forth. And then ultimately, the owner, the GM, or whatever is going to say, look, I know you need him, coach, but we can't afford a setback and a fracture again and missing another five games on the back end. I'd rather wait another week or two weeks or whatever, or I'm gonna, the doctor's report, and, and, and ultimately, it's going to be a joint decision. And that's what I would want to show everybody, right? Um, kind of thing, but... I don't know. I just previewed it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to Beast of the Week. I think there's one clear-cut example. Brian Robinson coming back from the two gunshots. Um, didn't hit anything important, so I know our, our optimism was always uh, from the start. Uh, but coming out to Many Men by 50 Cent, about 50 Cent being shot a lot more times than Brian Robinson, but more times than we had most to educate people, Doc so, a little yeah. bit on this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Throw me under the bus. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I mean, the only recent music I hear are what the kids play. Okay. Yeah, and I don't true. think the I kids are playing 50 that. Cent. No, so. they're not. And, and as I told you before, even if I'd heard the song before, maybe I have, I'm not good at listening to lyrics. You so wouldn't I don't know the context. Right? I don't yeah, know the sure. context of yeah, yeah. the whole thing. First of all, I'm surprised you picked that. I thought you were going to go with that Barstool video of the Giants guy getting the, 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 
I'm picking. I'm picking. Okay, I just, just wanted a consultation. Yeah, on I that. just need yeah. to know what's going on. I think the masses do too. So I mean, we can do that. He's too, writing well. some like atomic heater bomb on his hip or hip flexor or whatever. Yeah. Like that happens all the time. Yeah. It's just kind of weird that you know you kind of see a little bit of butt crack from behind. In the it was video. a bad angle too. Yeah, it looked a little odd. Yeah, no, it looked odd yeah. for the angle. But yeah. I mean, the only surprise there is you usually do that in the blue tent. Like, okay, I'm old enough. <laughs> That's what the blue tent's for. Right? There yeah. was no blue tent. When I was around, were, yes. I lobbied for a tent because there were times you needed things. I remember our kicker got thrown on the bus once when CBS showed him peeing on the sideline. <laughs> I mean, let me tell you, you're told to drink, 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 drink. And yes, you might have <laughs> What's to, <gonna> happen? <laughs> yeah. to, to pee. I mean, and look, in the old days, literally, I participated. You'd hold up a towel and let the guy pee behind it. Let me tell you. Don't ever kneel down next to the Gatorade <laughs> in the middle of the field, okay? That that the, the Gatorade cart. That's where everyone did their okay. their, the their no, Gatorade. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> not spilt yellow Gatorade, yeah, yeah. okay? I mean, that's awesome. People can now go in there for blue tent. Sometimes you see it, and they, they had to pee. Of course, we hear about Derek Metcalf. You know, I mean, DK, part of it is like people yeah. said. I think someone said, "Is he going to the bathroom?" I said, "Well, if he is, it's number two because you could just pee in the blue tent. Yeah. You don't need to go inside." <laughs> yep. uh, but and I was right. You were but right. that's a blue so. tent thing. Like, what? What about a, a or? It was in London. Do they have blue tents in London? They should. Okay. I don't know. Just not. They I mean, should. They, but, got, they got blue phone booths. Yes, red phone booths. <laughs> red. Uh, but um, <laughs> like Parsons, he probably had a hip spica wrap. If you did it, you either do that in locker room in the blue tent. I mean, literally, you have to drop your drawers to do that. In the old days, we used to have a couple players hold up towels and do a hamstring grab or a high hamstring grab on the sideline. So I, I don't know. I well, mean, as a parent, that's what you do when you're changing your kids. It's no you big know deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. the atomic bomb, whatever. Yeah, so I'm sure. glad you didn't pick that. But Brian yes. Robinson, yeah, I, thanks for the reference. I wouldn't have got that. And yes, he's a beast for coming back. Nine carries for 22. He had the most carries on the team. Uh, not really effective, but I mean, he's his first game back. But you know, the other thing that I thought was interesting, yeah, yeah, that's the first time on the field, and I'm glad they gave him the shout out. Mm -hmm. But they gave him the special thing that's this is his first time, and he went without a helmet, yeah, yeah, came out last. He came out last, yep, as part of the. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I probably would have said, ah, It's great here, you want to do a show, fine, but you want to make that, but like, I'm leaving, I'm. Everyone else runs out of the tunnel with their helmet on. Uh, that, had to be a, that had to be a Rudy thing. That had to be everybody on the team yeah. wanted him to do that, and they let maybe him. I, mean, I don't know. I just and he didn't even have it in his hand. No, that, <laughs> was, that was planned. He ran out. And, you know, <laughs> whatever. It, no, good it's, for him. It's good the, the guys yeah. survived two gunshots. I mean, great to see him back. Yeah, great to see him back. Absolutely. And and, uh, and now it looks like he'll be utilized. Yeah, Gibson, who was fully healthy, only had three carries, so they obviously like Robinson. There you go. Yep. There you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for another uh, Pro Football Doc Sports Injury Central podcast. I hope you're liking the new format and things. Check out the baseball coverage, football stuff. Check out the six scores tab and page. It really will help you in fantasy to look at where the weaknesses potentially are in terms of what's happening. For example, even before all the 49er injuries, we said with the 2D tackles down and El Shire, we said, Christian McCaffrey is going to probably hit his prop, and he did, did. You know, it's just based on looking at scheme. And if you click on it, surf around on it, and enjoy it. And uh, thanks for listening and watching Pro Football Doc Podcast. Mm -hmm.